I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 253. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. It is quite possible, if not probable, that you are not listening to this Christmas Eve podcast on Christmas Eve, but I couldn't resist using Hannah Kerr's song, Christmas Eve in Bethlehem, as this episode is being released on Christmas Eve. And of course, that's not the only reason I chose this song. We have been on a journey these past few episodes using Christmas music to lead us to the Christmas story found in Scripture. And I hope that you've used the bite of repetition and allowed yourself to linger in the story. Now, if you're like me, you may have the tendency to think to yourself, yeah, 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 I've got this down. And this is especially my tendency when the text is familiar. But when I combine the BITE, BITE, by the way, is just an acronym for Bible Interaction Tool Exercises. Uh, that I These are just exercises I use to keep my time in God's Word effective and varied. But when I combine the BITE of repetition with the BITES of slowing down and making observations, then the familiarity of the text allows me to see those nuances and details that I might normally have missed. Now, one of my favorite Bible teachers is Jen Wilkin, and she uses what she calls the CIA method, or where C stands for comprehension, I stands for interpretation, and A stands for application. And another way to think of it is, what does it say? What does it mean? And how can I apply those truths to my life? If you've listened for long, you know that I feel led to help you read your Bible for yourself. So I guess you could say I specialize in the C of CIA. Okay, so I want you to know what your Bible says. And that's why I encourage you to read larger chunks of scripture. And that's why many of the bites that I use help you with reading the text for yourself. Now, every once in a while, we lean over into interpretation, the what does it mean step. And as I ask those questions of the text and explore a variety of sources to help me, I try to share what I've learned or what I know with you. And maybe even more rarely will I dip my toe into application. And even when I do, I try to spend more time on how I came to that conclusion more than the conclusion itself. And that is on purpose. Because once again, I want you to apply the truths of God's word to yourself. But more often than not, I find that the first step that the one that's being missed the most is the reading it for yourself part. Okay, so Why have I spent so much time to outline my thinking this week? Well, because I think we're ready to spend some time in the application of truth of Scripture, a little bit more than normal. But I want it to be really clear that the Holy Spirit has more to teach you than I could ever dream of. 
And so what we're going to talk about today is just a drop in the bucket of how the how God may want to apply the truths that you have been discovering on your own in your own personal life. Well, so before we go any further into the weeds about all of this, let's listen. If I was watching over the fields when the angel of the Lord appeared, would I believe as the shepherds did? purposes this week, this song is really, really rich, and I wish that I could play the whole song. But did you know that I link to the song on YouTube every week? Um, And I also have a Spotify playlist that I've created with all of the songs from this year's More Than a Song uh, podcast. So if you head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 253, you'll see the show notes. And in those show notes include links to the song, um, other links that I might mention on the podcast, notes that I take for you all of that. And so you can listen to the entire song for free on my website. You can even follow my playlist from there as well. And I do all that just to kind of help you uh, with the song, but also mostly you can read my notes as we dive into scripture as well. Now, each week up to this point, I have asked you to read through the scriptures surrounding the Christmas story. We kicked it all off in episode 249 uh, when we use the song, When I Think Upon Christmas, We read through the beginning of each of the four Gospels to see which ones included details of the Christmas story, and then we compared and contrasted the details. This week really helped us set the stage for what the Bible actually says. Then when we moved into episode 250 and we used the song Noel, we talked about all of the symbols of Christmas and used a teaching by my mentor to draw our focus back to Jesus in the symbols of Christmas that we see everywhere. And this was to help us lift our faces to Christ, to refocus the details of our everyday celebrations and make the most important connection, which is to Emmanuel, God with us. Now, in episode 251, we used the song, These Christmas Lights, and we continued focusing on something that we see all throughout the Christmas season, lights. And so we spoke about the lights in the Christmas story, the star and the heavenly host that shone when the angel told the shepherds of Christ's birth. And we even linked it back to a previous episode where we had pondered the stars praising God by doing what they were created to do, which is to shine. And in this case, a particular star to shine and to guide. And of course, we can't forget that Jesus is the light of the world. Then in last week's episode 252, Jesus is Alive, we explored the joy mixed with grief at the coming of Jesus. And while we dipped our toe into application, we're going to go ahead and just jump right in this week. Because the basic question of this week's song is, what would I do? How would I respond if I were in these circumstances? 
Now, I'm assuming that you've been following along for several weeks, but let's just say you're just now joining us. Well, what should you do? Read it for yourself, of course. Matthew chapters 1 and 2, Luke chapters 1 and 2, and John chapter 1 will get you started. There are some pretty amazing prophecies found in Isaiah that are fun to explore, but let's just say you need to start right here in the Gospels. Now, I recommend using the bite of listening to an audio version of Scripture. I use the app YouVersion for reading my Bible, and then and most of the translations that I use also have an audio version. I've also recently downloaded the Dwell app which has come highly recommended by several of my friends. It does have a free version and you can then pay for a premium version where you can unlock other voices and music in the background and things like that. It is in the English Standard Version, which is one of my preferred translations. So you might want to check that out as an option. Now that you've been immersed in the Christmas story, you've not just read it through once, but really lingered there for a while The details should be well settled in your mind. Now you can use the bite of remembering that the people you're reading about in God's word are real. These are not just characters in a story to tell a story. This is not a fable. They were real life breathing humans who felt fear. They had choices. They suffered consequences. The whole nine yards. All right. So let's take the outline of our song and kind of go through and ask this question. What would we do? So in the first verse of our song, it says, if I were there the night before and I heard them knocking at my door, would I turn them down or let them in on Christmas Eve in Bethlehem? Now, this is alluding to this part of scripture where it says there was no room in the end. Don't forget CIA comprehension. Uh, then interpretation, then application. So what does it say? Well, it says she, meaning Mary, wrapped him, meaning Jesus, in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, again, CIA, I is interpretation. So what does it mean? Well, I'm going to go ahead and link to an article that I found at gotquestions.org. It's one of my favorite resources to use. But that article teaches us that the Greek word translated in, kataluma, here, could have actually been translated guest room. And this has led some to believe that Jesus may not have been born in a stable or in a barn, but in a house with a lower floor serving as nighttime shelter for the family's animals. And if that were the case, it wouldn't be surprising to find a manger in that area of the house. So when Luke states that there was no room in the Cataluma, he could have meant that there was no room on the upper level, which would have been full of other people sleeping. In any case, Jesus was born at night in some of some sort of keeping place for animals. And after Jesus was delivered, Mary, his mother, wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger. So don't be lulled into thinking that Joseph and Mary knocked at every Motel 6 and there was no vacancy. And there is, by the way, it did not say that there was no room in the inn um, like that night. So don't read into it. I know it's our our tradition to say that, you know, Christmas Eve, they're knocking at the door, there's no room at the inn, and then they had a baby and put him in a manger. They could have been there for a while, okay? Um, it doesn't say when she arrived. It wasn't like, I got to Bethlehem and had the baby that night. It doesn't say that. Uh, but also, again, don't be lulled into thinking they knocked at every little hotel, Motel 6, that there was no vacancy. The town of Bethlehem was full of people because of the 
required census, and they probably sought shelter among their own family members. But no matter the exact details of how they ended up there, they were among the animals and they laid a brand new baby boy in a feeding trough, not a crib. Okay, so we do know that much. And then the question our song asks, would we have given up our sleeping place for this precious pregnant mother? You know, there are other songs that depict an innkeeper that didn't completely turn them away, but rather gave them shelter among animals and he wrestles with his choice and all that. So I was thinking about this. I'm an unpacker when I travel. I take everything out of my suitcase. I live out of the drawers. I don't like to live out of a suitcase. I set out my personal items in the bathroom. I move in. I know what I would have said. I've already unpacked and settled in. Surely they'll find a spot at another relative's house. So the question that I was really wrestling with is, if that were me in that home, would I have, would I have made myself uncomfortable to make this young pregnant mother comfortable? And uh, we talked last week about all that that might have gone on around the story because Joseph and Mary weren't married because, well, you know, she was a virgin. And so, um, but that's not what other, everybody else would have thought. So my question is, when Jesus comes at an inconvenient time, can we be bothered to make room? Are we settled? You know, do we think we've got it all together? And so we really don't need to make room for him. And so I listened to the warning that Jesus gives uh, the church at Laodicea in Revelation chapter three. And he stands knocking there too, right? Our song says knocking at the door. In verse 15, it's in red letters. So it's Jesus's words. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you are either cold or hot. So because you're lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. Oh, now that we could spend a whole podcast on right there. But the the song is talking about Jesus knocking and we're going to get to it's going to allude to this verse again later in the song. And I just uh, go sit there for a little while and see if there's anything that might stir your heart to say, you know, I think that when we're settled and we um, then that's when we say there's no room. There's no room. I don't want to move over and make room for you because I'm good. I'm I'm rich and I'm prospered and I don't need anything. And yet it's the biggest <laughs> false falsity that could be. All right, let's take the next verse. Uh, the one that I played for you earlier. It says, if I was watching or the fields when the angel of the Lord appeared, would I believe as the shepherds did on Christmas Eve in Bethlehem? I love the way the song asks the question, would I believe as the shepherds did? Well, how did the shepherds believe? So let's go look at it again. 
It's in uh, Luke 2, when, verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After they had seen the child, they spread the message they had received about him. So they heard it, they believed it, and they went to go see it for themselves. I kind of hope that's what you do after listening to my podcast. I hope you hear something and then say, I'm going to go read that for myself. But ultimately, they believed. It's not like, let's go check this out and see if what he said is really true. It was like, let's go and see this thing that has happened. They believed and then they wanted to see it for themselves and then they hurried to do so. This implies a bit of excitement, don't you think? And when it was just as the angel said, then they went to share it with everyone else. So my question for myself as I've pondered this week is, do I do that? Do I hear truth, go and see it for myself, and then share it with my friends? Would I be too concerned with my job to leave right away? Sometimes that gets me, right? I get so worked up about the sheep that I'm shepherding in my job that I forget this opportunity, this truth that God has shown me to go see and share with myself or share it with others. Or would I just throw caution to the wind? Would I just be, will I be able to just go and um, see it for myself and then share it? All right, what about this verse in the in the song? If I saw the star light up the sky, would I know a king was born that night? Leave it all behind to follow him. My life began in Bethlehem. This, of course, is a reference to the wise men who saw a star and were compelled to come worship the king. Matthew chapter 2 is where that story is. I'm just going to read a couple of verses in verse 10. It says, when they saw the star, this is after they went and spoke with Herod, they rejoiced with great delight. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, God revealed to these wise men, these magi, the truth of scripture, and they journeyed far and at great expense to do what? To bring gifts and worship Jesus in person. Sometimes we can't even be bothered to join other believers in corporate worship on a regular basis. But these people left their home and at great expense traveled very far to go and worship him. And they were inspired to do so by what they had been reading, what they had been studying. And as the truth revealed and they saw it in person, they saw this star and it was a reflection of what they were studying. They got up to go worship Jesus. The final verse of our song, well, it says it better than I could ever say it. It says, before the earth will be restored and the son of God knocks on your door, will you turn him down or let him in for the day when Jesus comes again? And that, of course, is alluding to Revelation 3. We've already read that together today. And so that ultimately is the question. Uh, he's knocking at your door, your, your, your door to your heart for, for salvation. Will you let him in? Um, and will you be able to see clearly that you are not rich and settled and fine, but that you really need him? 
all of this song and all of what we've talked about so far doesn't even take into account the other people. Let's think about Mary and Joseph and Zechariah and Elizabeth, even characters like King Herod or Anna and Simeon and all the others implied in the scripture and called by name in the story. Let's take one or all of them and consider what you would do. What did they do and and what would you do in that circumstance? Be, be brutally honest with yourself. Take into account your normal behavior and response. And then begin to align your life up with scripture. I mean, for example, I've already spoken of how I might respond if Jesus came knocking and it was going to require me to get unsettled to adjust to his agenda. So how can I pray to be the girl that jumps up to give up my seat or the worker that leaves the big project to go see what God is up to or the one who gets up from my study table to go and worship at the feet of Jesus? There's a lot to think about this week, and it's timeless beyond the Christmas season, that's for sure. So what's next? Well, read or listen to the Christmas story once again. Matthew chapters 1 and 2, Luke chapters 1 and 2, and John chapter 1. This time, remember that the people found in these accounts were real. Think about it. Put yourself in their shoes. How would you respond? How do you respond when God's plans may ask you to give up your own comfort, like the family members of Mary and Joseph, or when God reveals something new to you, um, do you hear, believe, see for yourself, and then share with others like the shepherds did? Are you compelled to worship Jesus as a result of your study of scriptures like the Magi? Pray and ask God to reveal that thing, that one thing that he wants you to see in the Christmas story this year. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Instagram at michellekneezat or on Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Cindy from Texas, Adrienne from Ohio, Amanda from Indiana, Jile from Wisconsin, and Leah from Texas. Welcome. New subscribers to my website will benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I that I have used on the podcast. It's a really great place to start. Uh, subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You will also get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the resources I create for my episodes from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. And have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Danny and Kathy this week. Danny writes, I've recently started listening to a lot of different podcasts during the week that all come out on Monday or Tuesday, but this is always my first choice. I stumbled upon it looking for some music and ended up getting encouraged in my daily scripture reading. I love all the different bites that Michelle shares. Thanks. Well, thank you, Danny, for that lovely review. And Kathy writes, this podcast uses modern Christian music to lead to Bible study. It has enhanced my study of the Bible and has introduced me to new music. I love the bites that Michelle uses. These are Bible interaction tool exercises, and they include reading in context, reading a passage in several versions, and many other helpful tools. One of my favorite things is when when she tells us the song that will be used on the next podcast. I listen to that song and do my own dive into the Bible. Some 
Sometimes her podcast looks at the same area of scripture, but many times she uses a different verse. I highly recommend this podcast and signing up for her weekly email that includes other resources and information. Thanks, Kathy. I've often said that I could write several podcasts for each song that I use, and I see that you have discovered that as well. Of course, you can listen to the podcast through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. We are also on Joy 103.1 every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can follow us on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Red Letters by Crowder to jump into Scripture. Now, if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellenizat.com forward slash 253. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.